This is your Chargers linebacker, Dan Henley, and you're tuning in with Chargers Unleashed. Welcome to Chargers Unleashed. Dan Wilkenstein, Ryan Dyer here from the LA Football Network. Today's show is being brought to you by Rock Solid Sports Memorabilia, Mint, Aura, Athletic Greens, and Bet Online. If this is your first time tuning in, hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or X, as the kiddos like to call it, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Ryan Dyrude, filling in for a one Jake Hefter, has a little bit less hair than Jake Hefter. Jake's still out on vacation. Ryan, thanks for uh, sitting in for him. How you doing, my friend? Doing great. We've been trying to get on together for like a week, and schedules have been crazy, so excited to... <laughs> To be on with you as always, talking talking bolts and Jake must get like eight vacations a week, or a month, or a year. Excuse me, I feel like that guy's always on vacation. <laughs> He's living the good life. I will tell you that he's living the good life. Uh, Aloha living vibes the for the Hefner family. Uh, we're trying to hold it down, but I'm telling you, I feel great just to be able to talk to somebody else on a podcast. Because man, <laughs> like solo hosting is like another beast. Yeah, uh, I feel like I'm talking to my to myself as like my own friend as like a pillow talk. It's kind of weird. Uh, yeah. Fun show today. Uh, Ryan, Chargers had a football game on Saturday, and damn, did it not disappoint. Uh, we're going to get into all of kind of the key takeaways, kind of standout players, some of the main storylines, things to look forward to, both positive and negative, as we kind of proceed to the second day of training camp, or day of preseason game, excuse me. Mm-hmm. But, Ryan, I think just starting this thing off, like... Man, was that refreshing. I mean, we saw touchdowns on offense, punt return for six. We saw explosive plays, house calls, rookies and UDFAs balling. We got a running game. Like, the depth looks improved. We're actually yep. seeing, like, produce results. Like, who, who? where are we? What are we watching right now? <laughs> yeah, it was it was great. Um, you know, I know everyone likes to, to pump the brakes, and rightfully so, but everyone's like, it's just preseason, it's just preseason, but there's things you want to take away from these games, and that's, you know, how, how does the scheme look? Because obviously they're not going to give too much away. It is preseason, but schematically, how are things looking? How does the depth look? How do the fundamentals look? Um, and all of that, you can say with the resounding positivity, they look very good. So um, I love it, too, that, you know, Dan, we've talked about, I'm sure you guys have, how explosive plays doesn't necessarily mean slinging the ball 65 yards. It can just mean a run that goes for 40 plus yards. And we saw two of those and we saw multiple long gains in the running game. We saw a couple passes, but I mean, only 109 yards total passing, I believe total in the, for the, the entire game. So it was more on the run game that they were able to do things. So a lot of positives from this game. I was super, super excited for the chargers after this one. Yeah. And again, it's not all positive. There are some opportunities for improvement, which we're going to get to. Um, yep. So for the quick agenda today, we're going to be talking about, obviously, the run game transformation. We'll talk about some of the performances and the edge depth kind of coming into play. We'll talk about some of the rookie production, the defense as a whole getting pressure, and then some of the standouts uh, and opportunities for improvement. And of course, we're going to talk about special teams and the flash, Mr. Darius Davis. But before we get to that, let's talk about our friends over at Aura. They are doing identity theft prevention. You guys can help prevent all the bots from calling you guys. You can help prevent identity theft from people trying to get all your information, trying to get your credit card information, all that jazz. Check out Aura. We're going to talk to you guys here in about 45 seconds after our friends over at Aura are discussed by our friends over at Hawaii currently. Jake Hefter talks about Aura. One second. 
Have you ever Googled yourself and were shocked to see your personal information exposed on one of those public listing sites? <gasps> Data brokers are making a fortune selling your information to robocallers, spammers, and others who want to learn more about you, like where you live. We've been trying to reach you concerning your car's extended warranty. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, Aura. Aura can identify data brokers exposing your info and submit opt-out requests on your behalf. And brokers everywhere are legally required to remove your info if you ask them to, but they make it super hard to do. So let Aura handle that for you. You can try Aura for up to two weeks using this link that we're going to put up here on the screen. Aura also does so much more to protect you and your family from online threats that you cannot see. So make sure to check out Aura.com backslash Charters Unleashed to get a 14-day free trial and see if your personal information has been leaked online. So we saw some standout performances by guys like Elijah Dodson, Chris Rumpf. We saw Darius Davis. A bunch of the rookies were performing. Mm -hmm. Easton Stick looked phenomenal. But I think the part that we have to start with in my opinion, and I think this is the biggest takeaway from this first preseason game, is the running game transformation. And like, and I'm not saying that as a hyperbole. Looking at what this running game looked like this Saturday versus what it's looked like in years past was night and day. I'm talking scheme, blocking. I'm talking chasm-like holes for the running backs to get through or around we saw efficiency, 214 yards rushing on the ground on 31 carries. It's a 6.9 yards per attempt. And that's not including the 70-plus yard Isaiah Spiller touchdown that was called back for a holding. The running game, Ryan, we talked about at the beginning, way before a game was played, way before training camp, when Kellen Moore was brought in, that this running game could be the best thing to benefit from Kellen Moore coming in. When's the last time we saw a Chargers game win on the ground? And that's what we saw. It's It's been a while. <laughs> Maybe what, against the Browns back in week three of last year where Eckler had a great second half? <laughs> I try to make and, and even that, Justin Herbert's having to do like heroic yeah. things to get that game won. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's It's been a while. So it was um, very refreshing. I have a few thoughts. One, I'll just I'll just get this out of the way right off the bat because it's I know it's annoying, but when we're looking at preseason – Got to you know look at some of the semantics here, and obviously we want to see that it's a great stepping stone to build on. But I'll just say, just remember, no Aaron Donald, no Ernest Jones, the Rams' starting star linebacker. When the Rams don't have those two guys, they are going to be literally starting a new player at every other five positions in the front seven this Ooh. year as opposed to last year. So it's a very suspect front seven without those two guys. So... It would be concerning if the Chargers didn't run good on that unit. But that being said, they didn't just run good. They ran great on it. So then the positives of it, obviously, you know, we didn't see Lindsley, Slater, Pipkins suit up. Uh, we did see the two young guys in Sire and Johnson. And then they, we, we had a bunch of kind of second stringers and third stringers. So I thought the line depth there looked a lot better than maybe what we had anticipated. We'll have more on that maybe later on because I think later in the game, there's a little more suspect. But this, that starting five that started this game, I thought looked good. I thought all running backs, Joshua Kelly, Isaiah Spiller, um, and obviously you mentioned Elijah Dotson, like really looked great in the scheme. Like it was just built better for them as opposed to what they were running in. Um, and then I kind of the last one, point. The one guy that did not look good was actually waived by the team today. Larry Roundtree yes. was waived. Yes, there you go. Larry Roundtree, it's, uh, yeah. 
I mean, when you got guys like Elijah Dotson, who's leading your room with two touchdowns, uh, you're probably going to jump a spot there. And and now it's now it's the question: Do the Chargers keep four? I mean, it's going to be again, it's one game, but it's going to be hard after seeing that to get this guy off the roster. Um, and so that was my last point. And it's you know, it's a it's a chagrin point at this point. But guys like Elijah Dotson, with everything I just said about the team you're playing, and you know, four stringers or whatever, but guys like that that can do that are reasons why, unfortunately guys like Austin Eckler and guys like Ezekiel Elliott and guys like Saquon Barkley are not going to get paid Buko's amount of bucks at running back just because there's, there's always those guys that show out and, and do do amazing things. I mean, that's how Austin Eckler got his job, right? Melvin Gordon holding out and Eckler shined in preseason and never looked back. So it wasn't a good day for running back contract extensions for what the Chargers were able to do with all their backups. Yeah, and, and, and again, we're not talking about good. We're talking about great. Elijah Dotson, six carries, 92 yards, and, a t- and two touchdowns, 15.3 yards per attempt. Joshua Kelly, 54 yards on nine carries. Isaiah Spiller, five for 27 yards. And again, that's not including a 71-yard and another couple that were brought back due to some uh, penalties. Max Duggan, Ethan Stick, both got in there for 32 yards combined. Did you know Elijah Dotson and Isaiah Spiller, Ryan, both were two of the top seven rushing grades in the entire NFL this past weekend. Joshua Kelly was not there, but he still played well. Isaiah Spiller, third best rushing grade in the entire NFL. Elijah Dotson, seventh this nice. week. The rushing game looks different. Scheme, athleticism, vision, kind of hit hole, see hole, hit hole. Like that was, yep. it's one of those things that you see too many East West things in years past and times to develop. And then everyone's in the backfield. Completely different. And again, that is Kellen Moore's scheme. He makes it very simple. Essentially, gives running backs three lanes to choose from. If one lane read is not there, on to the next one. If the next one's not there, on to the next one and go to the third. And you saw that come to fruition. Look at the Elijah Dotson. Both of those touchdowns. Those were simple reads. And you saw one, two gaps were gone. Bounce outside. You're out of there. So running game was probably the biggest transformation for me that you saw in week one. Again, I know it's just one week, but when's the last time you saw 214 yards on the ground by a Chargers team? Period. Exactly. So it, it's a big deal. Uh, second one I have here. Edge depth and performance. Mm. Edge looked pretty dang good. And again, I know we're talking about, we're not talking about ones versus ones, but we're talking twos versus twos. Yep. But across the board, you saw guys up and down the line, 13 hurries as a team, four sacks by this Chargers team. Okoye, Angie Farmer, Chris Brumpf, Blake Lynch, all getting sacks. Hits were across the board. Uh, Carlo Kemp actually had a pretty dang good day as well. And you mm-hmm. kind of saw this rolling theme. And that was one of the concerns that the Chargers had and fans and critics have had was after the two main guys, after Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, can they get some kind of production from the rest of them. You saw, not only did you see Chris Rump, you saw Thule, who we'll talk mm-hmm. about the rookies here in a second, but these guys look good. These guys looked really good. And so the edge depth, which was a concern by a lot of folks, we'll see. Now, Chris Rump balled out, and we'll talk about him and kind of our standout players. He balled out, but he balled out last year during training camp and during preseason. Mm-hmm. And I've always kind of felt like it seems like it's clearly the fact that Chris Rumpf looks like he's better than the twos. Like you could mm-hmm. just use the eye test. He's better than the twos. But 
is he there with the ones? I feel like there's his slot is like right between the two, or at least it was last year. Can he make that jump to hang with the big boys consistently? But overall, I thought the edge depth, I thought the edge depth, I thought the production getting home, that's something that macro level is a big deal for this Chargers team. Did you notice kind of the collapsing of the pocket as much as I did? Yeah. No, definitely. And that was my I don't even want to call it a concern because I think this team is so loaded, but that was we talked about it in one of our last episodes, what would be considered the weak spot of the defense, and it was the edge depth. I mean, that's just the fact because of, you know, after those two guys, who's going to slot in after them with other positions they they went after. But yeah, it was great to see in this um, and kind of schematically what they did too. And you had Eamon Ogbogmaniga, who obviously plays a little more inside, but they kind of had him doing twists and stuff on the outside to collapse a pocket. So I thought they showed um, schematically it was great looking. And then also, you know, these these players, you mentioned Chris Rumpf and Thule and guys like getting home and, you know, sticking their job. But I think the important thing was seeing the scheme and guys doing their job and then doing it successfully. And that sounds so dumb and simple, but I think we saw a lot last year. When you look back at the tape of last year, the defense schematically guys were kind of in the right place, a lot of games, but they just failed Execute. in the execution. They just either missed the tackle or ended up hitting the wrong gap or whatever, or whatever it may be. But schematically it was sound and it just wasn't actually coming to fruition. Whereas now this game, we saw schematically, and when the execution aligned together, things are accomplished and things are really good. And so if they're able to do that, that takes the pressure off of having high-end talent as your you know, backup edge guys. You don't have to have five starting quality edge guys because schematically you can do things that kind of disguise different things and allow different guys to do different twists, have have obviously the inside rush they like to do with their middle linebackers. So I was very pleased what we saw from the edge group in terms of execution and in terms of skipping or sticking to that scheme. So, you know, that's definitely a, a point of, I think, emphasis probably for Staley and Derek Ansley, defensive coordinator. And I think we saw that. And, and so that's something to build on for the next two preseason game heading into week one. Two more kind of high-level key themes before we get to the standouts of this game, both highlights and lowlights of this game. Uh, next one, and I think this is a really important one, is we actually saw rookie production in a mm-hmm. preseason game. And you compare that to what you saw last year, preseason, or a lot of years, the amount of guys that were producing that are rookies slash UDFAs was quite a bit. I'm talking first-round pick, Quentin Johnston, Tuli Tupelo, too. Dayon Henley, excuse me. Darius Davis, Scott Matlock, CJ Okoye, Cam Brown. All these guys like are producing meaningful plays and meaningful production in a preseason game. Like They're not just sitting back and being depth pieces that aren't playing or performing or executing. We'll talk about Quentin Johnston in a bit here when we get to kind of the single players. But all of them are showcasing talent in live game action. And that's what this Chargers team is going to need to have as they, as you think about roster construction and salary cap and how they can afford to kind of keep this team both productive and successful is they have to hit on those younger kids. Yep. And when you're seeing those guys produce early, that's a great sign. I thought the rookie production was something that we we're wondering how much we'd see. And for the most part, I mean, the Chargers got a 71, what, 81 yard kick punt return. 
Yeah. Calling a shot, Darius Davis. Like, yeah. Good lord. What do you think about the rookies? Yeah, it's great. I mean, we talked Dan probably almost two months ago, a month ago, we did a show together and talked about like the future cap space in 24 and 25. And we basically said the Chargers are going to have to hit on these draft classes just because they won't be able to afford any free agents or even to bring back free agents. They're going to have to rely on their draft classes to groom and kind of take over starting roles. And this is the first step. You know, there's a lot of steps still they have to hit. There's a lot of weeks, a lot of growth that they're going to need to get, but it was a very, very good first step. And, you know, I think Darius Davis, I mean, he was kind of the star of the night, obviously, from this rookie class. I mean, when you return upon 81 yards that the Chargers didn't have any last year, even with improvements in that unit last year, they still had no returns for touchdowns. And so doing it right off the bat in his first game, I thought was super exciting. CJ Okoye, obviously a lot of excitement around him in his first game, getting a sack. Um, I think Tulio Tupelotu is going to be a star in this league. I think um, we knew it coming when they drafted him. I mean, I obviously covered him at USC uh, and and knew how talented he was, but I think now fans kind of got a taste of how good he can be. And he's I think got a, he's got a nose for the football, man. Like he just, he just, he just knows how to play football player. Yeah. He's not the biggest, not the fastest, not the strongest. He's just extremely intelligent IQ and just goes and gets his nose dirty. And that's why I love the way he plays. So he's going to be great. And then I think QJ, like, you know, he, he I wouldn't, and so to say he had a tremendous night. I think he struggled a little bit, had a couple drops. What I loved about what how they utilized him is when we, everyone thought his night was done, yep. they put him back out there on that two-minute drive, and and then he executed. And he got the touchdown, obviously, from a tremendous pass from Easton Stick, by the way, over a, <laughs> over a linebacker and in between two other DBs. So That one DB actually got cut today, by the way. Yeah, based off yeah of that. he did. Yes, he did. Yes. Um, <laughs> so... You know, I I think back to Mike uh, Mike Williams when he was drafted seventh overall, and obviously he's kind of had his trials and tribulations to find his footing. So, for anyone thinking, "Oh man, here we go, first round pick doesn't look doesn't look like a star," I don't I don't have any concerns. I mean, there was some growing None. pains. There's going to be growing pains, um, but uh, you know the way he was able to execute on that drive and get that touchdown shows you all you need to see. And now it's just cleaning the some of the fundamentals up, which I think I have zero concern over. So it was a great night for the rookies. Yeah, I think I don't know if they gave him two or three drops for Quinton. I, I, the deep one, that's a tough grab to get. Like, I, I don't know if I put all that on him. Although, yeah. like, when you're a first round pick, like, he should get that one, but that's a tough one. Uh, the other ones, one was a bit outside. The other one was just a drop, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, like you said, Quinton Johnson, that footwork that he had to get that touchdown mm-hmm. in the end zone, like, you can't teach that. I mean, you can't teach that stuff. Shout out to Chris Beatty. But, like, that athleticism for a guy that's that tall to be able to get that much separation on a slant route, like, that takes talent. Yeah. So well, here and and Dan, just to add on that, like I don't know if they would have played anyway had they uh, or one guy had he been healthy. But the fact that obviously no Keenan and Mike Williams, and then no Joshua Palmer because of his recent kind of injury in camp, and the fact that how well they were able to move the ball, and obviously the running game was the emphasis. But these young receivers, I mean, Keelan Doss looked pretty good, so I think there should be a lot of excitement about just the depth of receivers. You have arguably the best two receivers in football when you look at duos or at least top five, it's hard to argue not for top sure. five. Yep. And then the three and four spots are looking pretty damn good, especially if Palmer comes back healthy. And then you got Darius Davis as like your five. And then you got a few guys after. So, I mean, I just think there should be a lot of excitement about this receiver group in general. And that's, and that's without John Hightower or Jalen Guyton being yeah. mentioned. Like exactly. You could say top five, number one and two. And I would say three, four is probably top five as well. You take your wide receiver three, four compared to any other teams, three, four, Yeah, they're up there. So rookie production, I think, overall was a big one. 
If you've ever thought, why in the world is my wireless bill so damn high? Then let me tell you about our friends over at Mint Mobile who we're partnering with for today's video. Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for as low as $15 a month, and you don't have to sacrifice any coverage, speed, or data. They're built on the nation's largest 5G network, so they keep costs low by selling directly to you online. They cut out the retail stores and the salespeople. All Mint Mobile plans include unlimited nationwide talk and text, plus lightning fast 5G and free mobile hotspot. So why should you have to pay for more than you have to to access the same network. It only takes 15 minutes to switch and you'll be paying as low as $15 a month for your phone plan. It really is that simple. So use the link in the description below, trymintmobile.com backslash chargers unleashed to get started. Click the link in the description below or scan the QR code. And then look, you can't have an episode without talking about this chargers special teams being <laughs> among the highlights, high level of this team. Yes. Kicking Cameron Dicker. Dude. 100% guys nails. Uh, I think it's his job now. He, he might be a top five kicker. He might be a top five kicker. He might be a top five dicker. I mean, it's incredible. Top one dicker, top five kicker for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, JK Scott, hang time yep. looked great. Punt coverage, kick coverage. And oh, by the way, Darius Davis breaking ankles, turning yep. on the Jets, swagging all for the return touchdown on a punt, which like even that like is so rare for chargers fans to see. Yep. Special teams just looks locked and loaded. And you saw guys like Dayon Henley, by the way, secretly had a very good game. A lot of people aren't talking about him as much as I think they should be. And he played great on special teams and on defense. So that special teams is looking darn good and it feels good. I don't know about you, Ryan, but it feels good that we're at the point where it almost feels like we don't have to worry about it as much. Like, before, anytime there was a special teams play, you're kind of like bracing yourself. Like, even if it's like an extra point, you're like, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> but like now, like special teams is the strength of this team. I don't think it's a question. So special teams, I have that as kind of the major theme here. I think that's my fifth major takeaway. Any other kind of key themes, high-level macro takeaways before we get to kind of individual gamers and game balls? Yeah, uh, just to piggyback, yeah, I would say special teams, you don't have to worry about, like, at all anymore. Not even, like, consider. I mean, it just looks great, um, which is amazing where it was just even even a year and a half ago. So um, kudos to the coaching staff and the guys they brought in to kind of fill out those roles. And, you know, the fact that Dustin Hopkins was kicking so well, who looked like the Chargers finally had their kicker. He goes down in the game you, you and I were at. And they find this kid, Cameron Dicker, and he's like almost even better. And, you know, poor Hopkins is still kind of fighting for a job in camp, but I think it's, it's Dicker's job. So um, the one thing I'll say, if we're going to say anything negative, um, I think the total offensive line depth, when you look at later in the game, showed some flaws. And again, we're being over overly critical here. Yep. Um, but if the Chargers, if, if fans have any concerns about the Chargers edge depth, Rams fans have concerns over edge starters like they don't have a starter at edge position for the Rams and the fact that they're in the fourth quarter getting sacks from Tayer Thomas and Tanner Engel and uh and whatnot and Daniel Hardy got a sack so no disrespect to those guys obviously we cover that team as what well, the Rams as well on LA Football Network but I mean their depth at defense is a huge concern and and they're the you know, the Chargers offensive line did show some breakdown later in the game. I think they looked great in the beginning of the game. 
part of that, I think, was Easton Stick because his maturity in the pocket has has vastly improved. We didn't really mention him too much, but I thought Easton Stick had a phenomenal game. And then you throw in, or not throw in, but you switch over to Max Duggan. I think it's a different style a little bit. Um, and so maybe Duggan just wasn't quite as comfortable in the play calling or the pocket. Maybe that led to it. But if we have to throw any negatives, that would be it. It wasn't like a huge negative. They only gave up three sacks, but still three of those coming on, I believe, like just two two possessions there in the in the you know late third early fourth quarter so just something to watch for but I think overall the offensive line depth is good just it's not as deep maybe as you would like but you know beggars can't be choosers when you look at this roster yeah I think there's a I think there's a definitive difference uh between when you saw Easton stick out there than when you saw Max Duggan out there and the line yep. protection both running and passing like there was a there was a, a series or two where it was Max Duggan and or Larry Roundtree in the backfield constantly like they mm-hmm. didn't even have a chance um yeah so again like that goes down to again we're now we're talking like third string realistically of this chargers yeah. team so you know before it was if we lose a first stringer we're screwed now it's kind of like all right well maybe if we lose a second stringer then we're screwed but second string we should be good but i agree with you like if there's a weakness in terms of depth after the second level i would say offensive line is one uh, to look for yeah, but we're pulling at strings there. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's not all sunshines and rainbows. Yeah, here I gotta throw something out. <laughs> gotta throw some growth out there. Uh, let's get into some uh, performers and standouts on this team. And I mentioned Dayon Henley, which we'll talk about here in a sec. Uh, there are some gamers that came to play uh, on this team, and I think you have to start with Darius Davis. Is mm-hmm. what he was able to do. We talked about a little bit the the punt return. You saw some wiggle with him on offense as well. Yep. Uh, that's not something that you saw much at training camp so far. And so for them to spend a fourth-round pick on a returner, then you saw kind of the rules of the return game change. But then for him to go out and execute game one, first opportunity, bam, that, that says something. And I think more than anything else, that's now on tape for, for opposing teams moving forward as a weapon that the Chargers have, that they're going to have to account for. And so that's just one more level where this Chargers team can win. Uh, Darius Davis was one for me. What do you think about him? Yeah, that looked great. I mean, he's another wrinkle in that offense. We obviously know what he can do now on special teams, which I think was not, I'm not going to pretend like I'm in the heads of Telesco and Staley, but that was probably the main majority reason for drafting him was for his special team ability. But if you're able to get some juice on offense as well, which we obviously know his speed and his breakaway ability, uh, that's just like, you know, cream, cream, uh, some extra can't think of the saying right now. Gravy. Sure. Yeah. Um, (laughs) it's like cream on the pie. I don't know what I was trying to say, but anyway, that's just extra, extra goodness you can have. And so I thought, yeah, he looked great and loved, uh, his ability. And I don't think, I don't think his size is going to be an issue at all, uh, which may, maybe some people talked about, but I think he dispelled that as being an issue. So great game for Darius Davis. Excitement about the continued growth of his. Uh, a couple of defenders that you're going to probably going to be seeing a lot uh, during the actual regular season. Dayon Henley, Chris Rumpf. Uh, Dayon Henley looked great. 10th best linebacker coverage grade, according to PFF, yep. in the entire NFL first preseason, 80.4. Why he was grade. drafted. That's why he was drafted for coverage, and you're seeing it come to fruition. You saw a deflected pass. You saw the physicality. I have a couple posts on Twitter where Dan Henley just takes a full head of steam and just blows up the offensive lineman. I think they were guards both times, and you can audibly hear the crack of the helmets or of the contact, and Dan Henley is bringing the boom. 
and you're seeing kind of his versatility and on special teams. I think he made one of the tackles uh, on the return on the coverage. Mm-hmm. Looks very good. I love what Dayon De- Henley brings. Kind of brought set the tone physically, in my opinion. And then Chris Rump, fourth highest pass rush grade across the entire NFL, according to PFF, ninety two point five, was a top graded Chargers player according to PFF. Derek Anthony talked about him at the presser afterwards, uh, actually today, about how he's looked bigger and stronger and more consistent, brings more strength and explosion. Those two guys, I think, were probably the best performing players on defense uh, for different reasons. But Deion Henley, Chris Rumpf, both both look pretty darn good. Yeah, I mean, great. I think uh, you'll see those guys playing on Sundays, obviously. They're probably going to the season. Well, for sure, Rumpf goes in the season as a backup. Henley probably as a backup, but they're going to see time uh, depending on what their role looks like. So, you know, great games, and we'll probably still see a lot for sure of Henley over the next two preseason games. So if you can keep stacking that and and continue that that coverage ability, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked at all, Dan, if, you know, by week two, three, four, five, that we see, you know, Kendricks and Henley as your two starting backers. So a lot, lot to be excited about. I don't know if I would go that far with saying that Kenneth Murray is going to get beat out by Deion Henley yet, only because you're seeing so much praise by everyone about Kenneth Murray. But again, we'll see. But I think him getting on the field more than you probably thought for sure. Um, A couple defenders in the secondary that I thought had really good games. Um, You heard a lot about Cam Brown. People talked about him, uh, the UDFA corner. He had an 88.3 defender grade per PFF, uh, second best performer in terms of total grades behind Chris Rumpf. Cam Brown and a Dean Leonard quietly having himself a damn good offseason so far preseason training camp Dean Leonard has looked very good out at camp when I've been there and there's one day in particular where he had like five or six PBUs by himself and then fast forward to yesterday or excuse me to Saturday Dean Leonard out there special teams obviously is what he made his name for but now you're starting to see him and his speed in coverage and you're seeing that there was one play where he had a PBU in the end zone Looked very calm, cool, collected, flexing on people, crossing his arms. Like it's, he's definitely got some swag, and the the team is starting to notice kind of what he's brought uh, and has been praising him a bit. So those two guys, Cam Brown, Dean Leonard, I would say were the two defensive backs that seem to have uh, the best of days. Although Dean Leonard should have had a pick six. There was one yeah. that was in his hand. He jumped the route. He was right there. He just didn't finish. That will be my opportunity for improvement. Stay tuned. Yeah, but nevertheless, Dean Leonard, Cam Brown, both look good. Yeah, work on those hands. Those guys look great. Uh, little little JT Woods, Mark Webb didn't look great. If we're sticking to secondary, I think there needs to be some improvement there, but we'll keep it positive. And yeah, the, the other two I thought looked real good overall. All right. So this isn't all sunshine and rainbows. There are areas of opportunity for improvement. And uh, you saw some of it come to come to light already with uh, the waving of Larry Roundtree. And that was going to be one of the things, but then you saw earlier today that he was waved by the Chargers team. Of all the rushers that looked good and the total numbers, Roundtree was probably the outlier uh, and not in a good way. And yep. he's now no longer on the team. Uh, you mentioned Mark Webb. I think this was a huge opportunity for Mark Webb, and he did not look great, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, you saw a couple really bad angles. Uh, Mark Webb needs to have a better day. And JT Woods playing better, and Mark yeah. Webb's not playing that well. That safety 3-4 spot, is up for grabs. And right now it's going to JT Woods and not Mark Webb, if we're being honest. Yeah. Um, another one, I mentioned it before, but 
you said hands. DBs need to finish. Jazeer Taylor had an interception. Gimme in his hands. Dropped it. Dean Leonard, yep. gimme pick six after he put himself in perfect position. Dropped it. Those yep. are the types of plays that the Chargers defense needs to hit on. Well, those especially are in the type of scheme. Those are game changing plays because the Rams ended up scoring a touchdown on that on that drive. They could have had two interceptions and instead give up a touchdown. So I mean, those are plays in the regular season you have to make, or you find yourself in losses you shouldn't have. Point blank. Uh, you mentioned pass blocking. We talked about kind of the depth uh, coming into light later in the game. I think that's something that we'll probably need to see improvement, and I'm sure that's going to be harped on by the coaching staff as it gets to the second preseason game against the Saints. Um, there were a few pressures given up, and some of the run fits weren't necessarily working towards the end of the game, aside from the Elijah Dawson. But I think it was kind of like in that third quarter that looked a little leaky at times. And then Quinn Johnston. Again, I'm not saying he was bad. This is not me saying Quentin Johnson was bad, but areas of opportunity for him. You know, you talked about kind of the the hands thing. Again, is it just a blip? Is it his first game? Are there nerves once in his head? Maybe. But those are growing pains as a rookie. And look, Jamar Chase had drops in his rookie year. And people said that, oh, he's a bust because, you know, he's dropping balls and look what happened. I'm not saying he's going to be Jamar Chase, but Quentin Johnson has shown me nothing that concerns me long-term about his success, but teaching moment. Those are teaching moments for this coach coaching staff and growing pains that honestly are kind of a good thing. Like you don't want to see him just do great all the time because at some point it's going to hit him. So you saw him come back from it with a touchdown at the end, which really is what matters most. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I'd say those are kind of the areas of improvement that I'm most looking forward to seeing pass blocking depth, DBZ to finish with those interceptions uh, wide receivers. We'll see what happens now moving forward. Looks like Josh Palmer is now back on the practice field. I think he's rehabbing currently, but he's back out there on the field again. Mm -hmm. uh, John Hightower looks to be back. So I think this next preseason, you're going to see a little bit more wide receiver action than you did this week. Um, any else? Any other takeaways you have from the first preseason win? 34 points scored by a Los Angeles yes. Chargers. Yeah, just last point on on Quentin Johnston. Um, I hope I hope that they he plays the final two preseason games both. Um, being someone that I played receiver back in high school football, and I, again I'm not concerned about it. But just to say this point, like when you do start dropping the football, you tend to start getting the yips. Sadly, as bad as that is, and having played like if you have a few games where you have some drop balls, it's in your mind all the time, and you start focusing on, the, on that so much and get away from route running, get away from other execution stuff. So I hopefully he you know can get in these last two games have fully clean games with no drops. And again, I'm not saying those are all blatant drops, but you know, three drops is three drops. And so hopefully they'll, they'll let him finish out the preseason, get some strong. And that's why I liked, as I mentioned earlier, so much, they put him back in. He got that touchdown. Cause sometimes you just need that positive momentum to build on and stack on as you go on. So I'm not concerned at all, but definitely something I want to see them continue to do because that can be concerning if going into the season, all of a sudden there's, you know, seven preseason drops or something, then that's something to watch for because, we saw, we saw it, you know, Charger fans obviously have watched a lot of Broncos football. Jerry Judy early in his career has had a lot of issue with drops, and he's had so much talent, but he hasn't really fully overcome drops yet. And so you just don't want to see that starting early on as a rookie. Yeah, so overall, I would say it was a wildly successful first preseason game. And just yes. I guess that looked way more fun to watch than I've seen preseason games in a minute. We've watched some terrible preseason games. games. By these charges, so 
you need to appreciate the good ones. Um, yeah, it was a fun game. Ryan, appreciate you hopping on, man. I know, uh, you know, Jake does way better uh, with us on our intros, but we held our own. Although you yes. do pretty damn good on your intros too. So maybe I'm just giving myself slack here, but uh, Ryan, appreciate you. What are you guys working on over with LAFB as a whole? Uh, what are you doing this week? Uh, I will be out at USC uh, practice today. Uh, depending when you listen to this, it is Monday. Um, so I'm today and Wednesday. So lots, a lot of excitement surrounding obviously SC and that program and the returning Heisman and Lincoln Riley. So always fun doing that. And obviously we cover Rams and, and UCLA as well. And plenty of, plenty of great, the best chargers content uh, editorial. And then obviously podcast. Thanks to you guys. So, but yeah, thanks as always, always fun uh, hanging out. I love it. I love it. Ryan Dyer. You can find him at Ryan Dyerud LAFB on X as they call it now. Uh, for Ryan Dyeru, Dan Wolkenstein, Chargers Unleashed, and LA Football Network, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time on Chargers Unleashed.